This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. He literally bent me. <laughs> he bent me over. Three hundred quid though, but expensive. Wonderful, yeah. <laughs> and in front of me, mum and dad. <laughs> Hello, birthday girl. How are you? How was your birthday month? Not that I've not seen you, but tell everyone. Um, hi, everybody. My birthday month was awesome. Thanks. It's also not over because although like it's birthday month, it doesn't necessarily span just the the neat little portion of October, babes. I've got uh, of course not. My, obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> my uh, my best friend got me a present that we're a surprise present that we're doing in uh, I think like a week or so's time, and I'm very excited. Yeah, my birthday was awesome and I just wanted to say thank you so much. I had so many lovely messages from our listeners just wishing me happy birthday and stuff. And I so appreciate that because not everyone's about birthdays. She's a birthday queen. Uh, yeah. Sorry, drama is- queen. <laughs> Sorry, birthday drama queen. I yeah. am a birthday drama. And this is it. Not everyone's into birthdays as much as I am, but I appreciate everyone got into the spirit of it. And thank you so much for all your lovely messages. So yeah, my birthday. Did you enjoy but, but Lauren's birthday month too? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. I feel like now your birthday's over. Sorry, babes, but it is over. Oh, Build a bridge, okay. get over yep. it. We moved, um, yep. It's Christmas. All the shops have got Christmas stuff in. Oh, here we go. Oh, I've got a headache already. Some things are so funny about our friendship. It's just like some things just shouldn't work. <laughs> I'm just a miserable bitch and you're just a ray of sunshine. Is that is that what you're trying to get at? Is that what you mean? Right, if we make t-shirts, can we get that? One's a miserable bitch and the other's a ray of sunshine. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. <laughs> All right, but enough, as much as I love talking about Christmas, enough about that, because obviously we spoke about it last week and I'm sure it will come up again. Uh, so let's move on to today's episode. Right, everybody, we've got such a treat for you today. So today's guest is a wonderful fashion blogger who also talks about disability, chronic pain and living in a bigger body. She is also the founder of the iconic Instagram page and hashtag Fat Disabled Worthy. A huge, huge welcome to Sarah Alexander, known on Instagram as From Sarah Lex. Sarah, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am proper buzzing. Oh, proper buzzing. <laughs> I love your accent. Where are you from? Dead scouse me. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, we've got a question for you. Our favourite saying on the podcast is that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So Sarah, what is the most interesting thing about you? Right, I knew you, you was going to ask me this because <laughs> I, I listen to your, like, your podcast. So I asked my best friend because I hate answering questions about myself. <laughs> so, it's a mean question. Yeah. So I asked my best friend and he said I am the most extroverted introvert that he knows. And I was like... Oh. Um, what do you mean what do you mean about that because I am the loudest person that you will ever meet I will talk <laughs> to anybody have you met Lauren yes good <laughs> mate hold on a minute hold on a minute hang on Lauren I will give you a run for your money well not a run I will we- I will I will wheel next to you right that's fine I'm and I'll, all and I'll over beat, this I'll beat yeah okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have never met anyone in my life who said that they could out loud me. I think we need to meet Babe, you in person. Listen. <laughs> the confidence. 
every time we go out, I will talk to every single person that I go past. I love having a little smile at pe- people. Just how are you? How are you doing? I think it's the northern mm. northern side. I was side just of me. about yeah. to say it's a yeah. northern yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. People would think we don't do that like, in the south. You're bit, yeah. Something was a bit wrong with you if you did that down south. <laughs> <laughs> I went out to visit my yeah. uh, my really good friend Lorna from uni, and I went out to Manchester, and like literally she picked me up on the train station with her dog. I remember walking back to her house, and uh, there's this bloke there, and he was like, "Oh, you're right. How you doing?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh. Walked off, and I was like, "Oh, is he like your neighbour or something?" And she was like, "No, I don't know him." And I was like, <laughs> well, that's what? so bizarre. What? She's like, oh yeah, everyone's dead friendly up here. I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is so nice." That's what I'm like all the time. Like me and my mate went on a photo shoot a few weeks ago, and some some fella just went to me, "Oh, you're so photogenic. You're so beautiful." And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much, love." I was like, "Have you had a nice day?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I've had such a lovely day." I was like, "What have you been up to today?" And my mate's like, "Do you know him?" And I was like, "No, I've never seen him in my life. He's just called me beautiful, so obviously I'm going to have a conversation with him." Obviously, <laughs> that's how we work. Yeah. Oh my god, you might be more of an extrovert than I am because I think, I think, think you I might wouldn't... be. I think you might win. Yeah, I think you oh, might yeah. win. I love it, mate. Love it. <laughs> Love having a little chat. I do too. My friend, my friend Emma always makes fun of me. Like even if like you're ordering something on the phone or like you're speaking to a customer service, I'll be like, "Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you?" And yeah. like, my friend always like jokes about like how I'm asking, "How's the kids?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like she's very much a not going to ask people questions. Yeah. Um, that's a nice so way I'm, to be, though. I yeah, think so. Because yeah. then you can also. I, re- I think I read something years and years and years ago. It's a tiny bit deep, but it is. It is nice. Um, is that someone said that they were having a really really bad day. They were having a really the lowest of the low day you could possibly have, and that was going to be it for them. And then they just so happened to speak to a, a stranger, just so happened to speak to them in the middle of the street, be like, "Hi, how are you? How are you doing?" Just like a stranger, and that took them out of that moment and gave mm. and made them have a really like nice moment. And that day, and it took it out of took them out of that headspace. And I think ever since then, it's like you don't know the impact that you can have on someone's exactly, day. Yeah. Talk to everybody. Yeah. I do you too, and I always if I see someone and I like their outfit or part of their outfit because I know it's I know that's so like surface level. But I know you know how it feels when someone compliments your outfit, and you're yeah. just like, "Thanks!" It can make your day a little bit. So I always yeah. do that as well. Okay, Sarah, I think you're like my kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. So whenever you come below the Watford Gap to the south, uh, let's hang out. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll get you a little side cart for my wheelchair. Me and I you can go and be so like, yeah, just do two. Go and talk right, to then. everyone. Me. See, no, Laura. <laughs> we'll get, okay. okay Okay, fine. We'll get you. We'll get you. And, we'll get you two cycles. Oh, oh no, you you can have like a little skateboard for the back and hold on oh, to the handlebars right the back. Oh, oh that'll be yes. so cool. I'm well up for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I want to see okay. this so much. See that. Oh, now now I've got ideas in my head. This is gonna be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is it. Everyone's coming along to this meetup because this is gonna be so good. <laughs> We'll have a trailer go love yourself, people at the back of behind me. I've got to build this now. I've got to build this contraption. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a train. from an engineering degree. Yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. Um, right, we were just talking about like complimenting people on fashion and stuff, and and you love fashion. Like fashion is such a massive part of like your you know your online presence and stuff. You know what is it about fashion that you love? Is it a way to express yourself? And again, as I said, you've got a very different style to me, and I love it. Is that sort of a way to express yourself as well? Yeah, like 
for years I like hid behind jeans and hoodies because I thought I genuinely thought that I hid my body <laughs> yeah, it's a secret we're not fat it's a secret I was like, yeah. oh I'm, I'm hiding behind jeans and a hoodie I'm clearly invisible now I'm a size 24 <laughs> but no one can see me <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I used to like look at like grunge fashion and think oh I wish I could wear that and I was like oh like I can't because of the size I am it was yours clothing that sent me like just um a pair of ripped jeans and a sweater i thought you know I'm, i can i can never wear this and i definitely don't want to take pictures in it and then i did and suddenly it just ignited a spark in me my inner grunge came out <laughs> <laughs> so my, my boyfriend always says to me like if leopard print and skulls had a baby it'd be it'd be you <laughs> I love. I feel like with fashion, like you know, like how we've gone through trends, like with like body types, and even like you know, like things like skinny jeans, flared jeans, and like all different fashion. I feel like now we're kind of living in an era where anything goes, and I love that. I'm here for that because I feel like fashion should be an expression of yourself, and you shouldn't be restricted by like trends and what's in because like especially I think when you're in a bigger body there are certain trends I'm gonna mention it like don't get PTSD everyone low-rise jeans right they're almost like oh they're making a comeback and I was like no no they're no, not please they're not. not they're absolutely not and even if they did it doesn't mean that we got to wear them because um, luckily everyone's shopping all different styles now and I think it, that's really great I feel like we're seeing so many different like people with just actual individual style now rather than being yeah. dictated to by retailers and what's kind of in yeah mm, I love that and I love that there's no like one you have to be this so you have to be girly you have to be grunge you have yeah. to be this yeah like with you Sarah like you said you've got your grunge look but you've also got your leopard like in the girlier look and there's yeah. no one right way to do it and I love what you just said about like before you hid yourself and then you started. And then for me, I think I'm the same. I started wearing what I wanted and I couldn't stop. I popped yeah. and I can't stop. Yeah. Very rarely now do I put on an outfit and worry about what other people think. It's more just like, do I want to wear this today? Is this what I'm feeling? Or do I want to wear a little mini? Or do I want to wear a you know, floral midi dress? So it's so nice. It takes a lot of work to get there. But it sounds like you're there of just like give oh, a fuck yeah. what you think I'm wearing what I want yeah definitely like even the other week I went to Ikea and I was wearing this like leopard print dress and red lipstick and I thought like uh, you, you think I was going to like a, a fashion show or something I thought like <laughs> a, yeah, like I genuinely thought I was like running going down a runway um, and I was just like oh yeah I'm just going to Ikea my boyfriend's like where the bloody hell do you think you're going I was like I'm going to fucking Ikea aren't I you do you think like and you're coming with me and that, that's it <laughs> like life's, I, life's too short not to wear the yeah, leopard print dress like, and red lipstick to yeah. be honest I think if Covid sort of anything definitely like when we all kind of living in like slobs and stuff like that I think now like definitely like the whole saving your clothes for best thing oh yeah um, I like I, I'm trying not to do that it's funny though like Lauren came over for um, uh, a movie night the other night didn't you Lauren and um, she bought these pyjamas with her and I was like oh I've got the same ones oh, yeah. and she was like oh I never wear these she's like because I sort of always feel like they're for best so I live in the ones with like holes in and like, literally at the minute I've got these mini mouse pyjamas on that have holes on but those really expensive lovely ones yeah. I've worn once and oh, I'm no exactly way. the same I feel like sometimes we save our clothes don't we for yeah. like for best or whatever and it's like almost like we feel like we're not worthy of them or maybe there's just comfort in wearing old slobby clothes and you can just get you I know, don't know mate, it's quite breezy at the crutch right now these got holes in like, I would like I would like wholeless pyjamas but same but yeah, I've been eating you. all of my bloody pyjamas 
pajamas and my knickers honestly i'm gonna have to buy a whole new pack it's kind of different for me with like being disabled because like like it's not so much now but like i didn't go out for a long time as well before covid and uh, because of like having a chronic illness you, you like you don't go out a lot <laughs> like so like every day like I, I i don't know whether i'm gonna go out every single day when i do go out i want to go out and look the best that i can do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. like i haven't been out today and so i went out yesterday and so i was like well i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a scene <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna look the best that I can because I haven't been out in three days. I am gonna go out and you know look like an absolute fucking queen. I wondered if you could if you'd happy to kind of give a bit about your journey and, and what it is like living with the chronic illness. And we know we've got people listening to this podcast right now who are you know in similar situations to you and we want to provide them with comfort that there are other people who have this and also there are other people who have this who are living their best lives too in the moments that they can yeah so like i never sugarcoat it i'm like it is shit <laughs> like i'm not i i like I'm, I, that's like one of my other things when you when you asked like your first question like my answer for me was i am like honest to the point of like sometimes brutally honest i don't say like you know oh you can always you can do anything if you put your mind to it because with a disability you can't like mm. I can't walk up walk up two flights of stairs because my knees are going to dislocate or I'm in too much pain to do that and I can't get up every single day and know that I'm going to be okay because I'm in chronic pain <laughs> like I just know that I can't do things that everybody else can do and that's okay because this is the life that I've been given. And I also know that I'm extremely lucky with the opportunities and stuff that I've had. But, you know, life is shit and life is shit for everybody. But, you know, you've also got so many other things to look forward to. And, you know, if you've got like a great family or a great job or what, whatever, you know, there's so many other things to fulfill your life. And so, like, I don't sit and kind of dwell on, like, my health being bad. Yeah, I think people are a bit overseeing the whole, like, perfect, filtered yeah. like, lives. Like, I personally, I don't really want to see that. I think people like that relatability and that realness. So I think it's I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I think it's it's definitely needed in a world of fakery online. Well, like, I grew up with um, my nan and granddad and my mum. And my nan was disabled from, like pretty much when I was really young and my nan was always really just just the happiest woman ever and she was in chronic pain as well and like all my friends loved her and my friends would ring my house and then she, they'd be on the phone to my nan for like 15 minutes before they even got to speak to me um, <laughs> and like and then it'd be like oh girl yeah, do you, you know John's on the phone and I'd be like I, and I'd get on the phone and they'd be like oh I've been on the phone to your nan for like 15 minutes and I'm like for fuck's sake but I couldn't get it of you because she's she's gabbing to me and I'm like sorry <laughs> and then uh, one time one of my uni officers rang like she thought it was um one of my mates and she's talking to them for ages and then she went Gail Daniel's on the phone I answered the phone and he went hi sir it's Daniel and I went oh god I, I, uh, I got off the phone to him and I went Nan 
it's not Danny. And she went, who was it then, love? And I was like, it's Daniel from you. It's me. It's me DSA thing. Oh, I thought, I thought it was all Dan. Oh, we had a lovely guy. Oh, what a lovely gentleman he was. Oh, absolutely lovely him. Oh, I invited him round for tea. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, she is. And she was like, oh, well. Oh well, he might be coming anyway. I'm gonna make him an apple. Cr- I'm gonna make him an apple crumble. I was like, you haven't made an apple crumble in about fifteen fucking years, so I don't know how we'll be coming around. She's like, oh well. And so like, but she was always like the the happiest, like loveliest woman, and she like was always like, these are the top cards we've been dealt. Like, got to get on with it. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. when I was in pain and like crying in pain, she was always up with me and like she she, she was into all these bloody holistic things and she used to like sit there with these fucking heat lamps on me and stuff sit there with these like little infrared lamps on me legs and I'm like Nan this isn't doing anything just try you've just got to think positive and I'm like Nan it's not doing anything love just think just think and I'm like I'm thinking I, I, am, not working. I am I'm thinking away me pain Nan and I'm like just give me some more meds I'll, you can have your meds in a minute love and I'm like mm, okay <laughs> So we talk a lot about like language on the podcast and how important like that is around kind of being in a bigger body. Like for example, the word fat is very divisive, isn't it? Yeah. And very kind of emotive. Um, but I'd love to chat to you about like kind of the language really uh, when it comes to being like a wheelchair user and like what kind yeah. of language that you use and you're comfortable with. Because I think... I think a lot of people are kind of like not sure about what language to use and what the right thing to say is. I just would love to ask you that. Yeah, so I like to be called disabled, not like differently abled, anything like that. Person with a disability, I like disabled person. So I like the identity first. Do you feel like that is changing? Are people a little bit better at like that kind of language terminology now? Does it vary? People still say person with a disability and disabled person interchangeably a lot of people still try and get away with differently abled and stuff like that a lot of people still don't like saying disabled they try and use different words for it there's there is a campaign that that says um say the word oh really because a lot of people yeah they don't like to say disabled and i just like i just don't know what the problem is it's just a word i guess i guess everyone's different aren't they like it's very individual but yeah i think like some words are very emotive and like i can be like quite triggering i think most people are kind of decent and just don't want to get it wrong and sometimes people get it wrong and say it in the wrong way but yeah i, I would imagine and i don't know i don't want to put words in your mouth but i imagine that the language um use is sometimes secondary to way that like you are sometimes treated yeah and well i'm sure you've got a million stories oh i can't like this weekend i was in a shop with my boyfriend and instead of a guy asking me excuse just saying excuse me he climbed over me that's so rude and dangerous if he'd have fought he was like about six foot as well and if he'd have fallen on me that would have been not only like an injury for me it would have been an injury for him i was furious it's not the first time it's happened and then people will like stand behind me and instead of saying excuse me they will just stand there a few weeks ago it happened and i was with my mom i was with my boyfriend as well and i just i lost my shit like because it's happened so many times i just (laughs) i just went 
why can't you just say fucking excuse me? Why can't you just say it? Mum just went to me, will you just calm down? And I was like, no, I won't. I was like, because this happens all the time. And I went, they're treating me like I'm a fucking alien. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not in the way. I was like, I'm not even in the way. Tom's in the fucking way. And he, and Tom was just like, <laughs> but we were like both stood there well, it, well we, I wasn't stood I was sat I'm always sat <laughs> I've always got a seat <laughs> like, I'm a lazy bitch no, but, <laughs> but mum was like furious with me because I'm obviously making a scene because I always make a scene but he, she, she, she she was like will you you know calm down and I was like mum you're hardly out with me and I was like there's these three adults they were adult people <laughs> Like just stood there I was like they're making me feel like I am not a person because they can't mm. even say excuse me I am a human just say excuse me treat me like a normal person if somebody if somebody else was in your way you would say excuse me to that person yeah. do you think it's fear or ignorance I think it's a bit of both like yeah. me and maybe it's also like they don't want to offend me do they think mm. like they can't approach me like do they do they think there's something wrong with me that i can't understand them um it's hard. i don't think it's one of those things that you don't appreciate how difficult it is until you have lived it like you have sarah or know someone that is living it so matt's um my father-in-law uh, matt's dad is disabled and uh, we went on holiday with them recently to tenerife and normal day-to-day stuff like going for lunch is 20 times more difficult just because of access parking toilets everything and then you add in like going abroad and like all of that like rigmarole and it just was such an eye-opener as someone who i've never really had to think about it it doesn't feel like from my point of view anyway that the world is really built for people in wheelchairs and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me like even like so their local um train station herne bay they can't they can't use because there's steps there's a bridge and there's no lift it's 2022 and they're like having to campaign to try and get access to their to their local train station that is literally a three minute walk away from them if that they have to get a taxi like 20 minutes away 25 minutes away to Whitstable in the other direction to then go into London like make it make sense (laughs) I know it's wild it really is. And it, that's just like one one train station. So what made you start talking like online about disability? Well, it's just a massive part of my life. Like I couldn't not talk about it because it's every, like it, it takes over everything. Like it is who I am. And people say like, oh, you shouldn't be defined by your, dis- your disability. Why not? Because it is mm. who I am. It defines everything I do. And it's not a negative I don't see it as a negative. It is who I am. And I own that. And I find it empowering. Do you think other people, like what the reaction from, you know, when you started doing it, is that the reaction that you're getting from people as well? Yeah, I find other disabled people like think that as well. If they don't, then that's fine. Like they, they don't need to find it empowering in themselves and they don't need to define themselves by it either. But like for me... It does because, like, I can't wake up and not be in pain or go out and not use my wheelchair. Everything I do is to do with my disability. My car is adapted for my wheelchair. I take medication every single day. Like, 
uh, I'm not ashamed or yeah. I think it's amazing like you're owning it and you're just honest about it I think like I'm not saying it's the same but like just you know when you're in a bigger body I think a lot of people like say to me don't let it define you like you're this and this and this and you happen to be fat but actually like your your lived experiences will shape your your world view and your life won't they so I think it's um I think it's important that yeah you say fuck, like fuck you to those people and and live your like authentic self I, I'm the same with being fat like like I've I've, I've accepted that as well like I own that and that's yeah. the same with like fat disabled worthy that's why like I've owned that as well you mentioned it we've got to talk about fat disabled worthy on Instagram hashtag fat disabled worthy what's it all about tell us about it I'm obsessed right so I'm seeing so many brands whatever using disabled people in their ads but they're all skinny white beautiful disabled models and as great as that is and I champion it I made up for them they all look the same and it's just not representative of the disabled community and so I was like hey up lads what's going on here (laughs) let's sort this out (laughs) it seems quite tokenistic yeah it does definitely when I see it a lot Mm -hmm. as well I see sometimes and like I say I feel bad because sometimes I see brands trying to do it and I think I want to take my hat off to them because I think you're trying and it's better than not trying but at the same time it does feel a little bit like when you've got a lineup and you've got one of each you've got someone like who's plus size someone in a hijab someone in a wheelchair and and I think I I think true inclusivity is not is not one of each because yeah. what bothers me is that the disabled a disabled person is never the the forefront of the campaign. A fat person no. is never is never the the it, they're always like in the background or among others, and that's normally yeah. to to sell as well. It's to make money, and that that I don't like. But sometimes I, I sometimes I feel sorry for brands, not all, not a lot, um, because I feel like you know it must, it must be kind of they're kind of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. But I totally yeah. agree with you. I think I think tokenism is a is a real problem. And one of the things I wonder is if like they don't have disabled people, fat people, like in in their kind of marketing teams in that in their head offices in their creative spaces, they don't have that perspective. And I think you need that perspective to do it to do it service and do it justice absolutely i totally agree and i feel like it definitely is tokenism and then it is ticking boxes yeah and it seems like they do tick the one box and then it's like oh we've done that let's move on once they've got that box ticked it's still within that parameter so once they've got the the disabled box ticked it's still the pretty slim whatever once they've got the the plus size ticked, that's that's done. It didn't sit right with me, and so I created Fat Disabled Worthy to show other fat disabled people that there's a space for them and there's a community here. And I wanted them to know that there is other people like them, and you know I want to show them off. And since then, I've got them a few other campaigns with like a few other brands and stuff as well that I've worked with and given their names over and stuff. So there is brands out there that will work with with them and not be a token. 
But this is what fat, you know, this is what fat disabled worthy is doing. And you're putting it on them, you know, you're changing people's lives with it and you're you're changing the game with it. And I think that's really cool. So Sarah, I was wondering, like, has being a wheelchair user and being in chronic pain, has it affected like how you feel about your body, like your body confidence? Like you spoke kind of at the top of the episode about having like a bit of a fuck it attitude, which I love. But has that always been the case? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are shocked. Shall I elaborate? <laughs> Very yes, much please. so. <laughs> so yeah, like I wasn't um diagnosed with my main condition until I was nineteen. Um but I had major surgery when I was thirteen. Um and up until I was like about fifteen, I was proper skinny. <laughs> um until then I like I didn't have any major issues but I was always like in pain like had loads of breaks loads of broken bones stuff like that while I was a child because I was really clumsy uh this is like common with hypermobile EDS which is my main condition we didn't know what was wrong with me until obviously I was 19 the doctors just kept saying oh you know our problems are because of our weight once I was a bit older. At that time, you couldn't tell what was wrong through x-rays, blood tests, nothing. Um, it's just like, a, a, she's very, she was very bendy, which is great now. Um, <laughs> yeah, <girl. laughs> like, it's not, I mean, it's not great because I, dis- I dislocate it. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, right. mom. I'm, re- I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah yeah so everything was like blamed on like on my weight like literally everything every every type of pain anything no matter what and so I became super self-conscious and like I would get up in the middle of the night and start doing sit-ups at like midnight I used to go swimming to the point of not being able to get out of the pool we had my brother had a gym in the garage and I'd go and try and do ridiculous amounts of things to the point of putting myself in horrific amounts of pain even though I knew I was in pain I knew that there was something wrong with me the doctor would say that the pain was all in my head I believe that even though I could feel physically feel the pain Mm. I dislocated and I, I didn't know that I was dislocating but I'd still go to the gym and I'd put myself in agony but the doctor would be telling me that there was nothing wrong with me because I could bend I could do all the stretches I could do everything that a normal (laughs) quotes body could do but I was fat so there was nothing wrong with me it's sad but it's also not surprising which is which in itself is just is awful really because there's just so many people I think that have the same or similar experience where they go to the GP and they're just not listened to because absolutely everything is blamed on weight so at what point did you actually get were you actually listened to and did you actually get help so my mum and dad had to pay private no that's I was 19 and I think they paid like 300 quid and we had a five minute consultation and I, I can remember it very, very clearly. He literally bent me. <laughs> so, so just, he bent me over. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wonderful. <yeah. laughs> very nice gentleman. 
<laughs> well, you got to be. 300 quid, though, but expensive for five minutes, you know what I mean? For five, five minutes, I'm in the business, yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> and in front of me, mum and dad. <laughs> Do well, okay. No, I'm, I wouldn't pay it. I wouldn't pay it. <laughs> no, but um, for EDS, like they bend your fingers, they they bend your knees back and stuff. And he did that. It took him, yeah, literally five minutes, if that. And he went, yeah, it's a Ehlers Danlos syndrome. And I was like, it's what? <laughs> and I just went outside into the waiting room cried onto my mum's shoulder and I was like what does what does this mean mm. and she was like it means it's not all in your head and you know you have actually got something wrong with you it's like, like a double-edged sword to kind of have someone believe you but also then to have been diagnosed with something yeah, officially but I'd also like been going to a psychiatrist for the last six years because I've been being told it had been all in my head so I was like you know, I've wasted six years. I've also been like making myself worse, going and killing mm. myself in the gym. And all this time I've been told all these different things. I'm being also told that there's nothing wrong with me and been criticised that I'm a fucking fat bitch. Well, well, yeah, I am, but I'm also in bloody chronic pain. So fuck the lot of years, but... It, it was just, it was so many emotions. Like I went through so much shit and it was horrific. It was just a horrible time. I was still a kid. Me mum was my rock right there and then. Like, I don't know what I'd have done without her. It was so hard. It was so hard. Especially at that age as well. Like if you were 50, 60, well, not even then would it be normal, but for a, a teenage girl to be complaining of chronic fatigue and, and pain and dislocating, like that, that, I think that's really sad. I think that that your GP uh, failed you in that instance. It sounds like like you've definitely come a long way since your like diagnosis and since then. Like, do you have any tips for anyone listening about feeling worthy and having confidence? Because one of our listeners actually wrote in and said, "How can I love my my body and love myself when chronic pain makes me feel like shit all the time?" So one of the things that I do is I'll just put makeup on and sit in my pyjamas at home. I don't have to go anywhere. Uh, sometimes I'll just take selfies. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, queen, look how good I look. <laughs> Even if it's just in my pyjamas and I'm not like, seeing anybody or doing anything, I'm just going to lounge on the sofa because that makes me feel good and it makes me feel a little bit more confident because you sometimes do just feel like shit and you sometimes are just flaring but you need to like have a little bit of a pick me up and then other times you are just going to feel like shit because chronic pain is shit like you can't do anything about it and I wish like I had a like magic wand and could help everybody when they're feeling like crap but it's just the way it is like you're not always yeah, yeah. lean into it when you have to and when you're feeling good yeah bit of slap yeah it's, it's weird isn't it i think people sometimes think that makeup's very superficial and i guess in some respects it is but it can make you feel so much different and so much better can't it even like just having a hair wash and, and putting makeup on that's what i was gonna say yeah even just if it's not if makeup isn't your thing just do your hair or like facetime your best mate or mm. like watch your favorite show like do something that like is a pick-me-up for you it doesn't have to be 
something that like somebody else will find confidence building but do something that is like a self-care thing for you for me I like to make myself feel like a queen like I like I like to get dressed up and get in front of a mirror and be like yes bitch like you're gonna go outside and people are gonna look at you and because you're gonna slay this fucking day they might be looking at you because you're in a wheelchair but no actually they're looking at you because you look like you're gonna walk the fucking runway and Strut. Still a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own boyfriend. <laughs> Is there anything that you think that we can all do, like in our day to day lives, to support people with different access needs and like make the world a less ableist place? I think a really small thing that everybody could do is to just raise the voices of disabled people like it's so easy to do especially with the amount of people like disabled people on social media like all i ever talk about is how disabled people are shouting into the void uh, on social media at other disabled people and it's only other disabled people that are sharing our voices and we already know what other disabled people want and need and if non-disabled people are not helping us get the word out it's not gonna be it, we're not gonna be heard it frustrates me so much because like we, we already know what other disabled people want we just need the support of, of everybody else yeah so you need people to be allies that's, is that what you're that's saying? the word to, i was looking yeah, for laura those voices. <laughs> that is the word <laughs> yeah so it's about lifting up people that are in like you know marginalized bodies and definitely have, you know don't have as as big a voice and i think i'm definitely guilty of not doing that and i i really appreciate you coming onto the podcast and talking about that like something that i'm really going to think about and and actually act on and not just think about so I'm so so grateful to you for coming on I think that has been such an eye-opener and I'm so grateful so thank you so so much for talking to us today thank you so much for having me Okay, it's time for a quick ad break to talk to you about how you can sponsor Go Love Yourself yourselves. Yes, that's right. So we, we're really picky about the brands that we let do ads and sponsor Go Love Yourself uh, for many different reasons. And we haven't got a big sponsor for season two like we did last season. So to keep the show going, we have launched subscription options. So if you'd like to help crowdfund the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Go Love Yourself or you can search Go Love Yourself in Apple Podcasts where you can sponsor the show for as little as £1 a week and you can get ad-free in early episodes. Oh my God, Sarah was such a bloody good guest. I'm really, really pleased we had her on. Oh, she's such a good egg. I really like her. Uh, so yeah, thank same. you so much for coming on, Sarah. We loved having you. We hope you've all enjoyed that episode as well. But before we go, I wanted to share some of the comments that we've had. Um, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about fat camps in America? Yes. Yeah, and we, we were did. like, we don't know if they exist or not. And yeah, no, Laura, they exist. A bunch of our listeners have said, really? yeah, they're real life. And uh, Jenna, one of our fabulous listeners, hi, Jenna, she said, I went to a fat camp my freshman year of high school which I think is like the first year I wanted to go because I'd been bullied and fat shamed since elementary school primary school for us UK kids and I thought it would help I lost 40 pounds in three months my goodness and when I got home the recognition I was looking for from peers never came so because of that and the fact that I couldn't sustain all the activity at home I gained all the weight back Taylor's old as time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's funny, it. Though, isn't yeah. it? Like when we crash diet, our bodies just can't sustain it because they're not. Your body is like what Sarah LeBrock was saying um, mm. the other week. Your body is like almost fighting to get back to its 
like bigger weight it just crash diets they just don't work sad though that in this day and age that those i hate even the word fat camps that term but Mm. you know that's really what they are isn't it i know and she would have been i don't know that the age limit but like a teenager a young teenager when she was doing that and that's so damaging i'm so sorry that just that sucks yeah it really does suck and we did have another response as well um on instagram which is very interesting from misfits workouts if you're not following them they actually do fantastic inclusive workouts i believe in essex i keep meaning to go to one i'm gonna do the dark tunnel one day shall we yeah i'm actually gonna go up for that let's do it all right let's do it we'll report back anyway uh they've said uh, i think it depends on what you're defining as a fat camp if it's a traditional intentional weight loss version then yes and they should be banned anything that encourages body shaming kids is never good for their health obviously yeah completely agree with that totally. however she says if you're proposing a camp that teaches kids to embrace their bodies any size and develop a more positive relationship with exercise and food and explaining the challenges with diet culture and extreme dieting, particularly the permanent damage that can be caused to our metabolism, then I'd be up for seeing for something like this. In fact, I'd like to be involved in running it. I agree. Um, but sadly, I don't think that does exist. And I don't think that that is the purpose of intent and intention of those. That's what they should do. Um, don't you think? Rather have an inclusive space rather yeah. than it will be about weight loss and shaming. I, you, you, cannot, you cannot shame anyone to doing, into doing anything positive. There will be no positive outcome mm. from shaming someone, kids or adults. So mm. in the bin, please. Yeah, I do agree. But what I'd like to see is that as part of the curriculum. Is, is is rather than a separate thing for that, I'd like to see something like that, exactly what she said, as part of the education curriculum. Yeah. As part of science, as part as, well, I don't know, even know all the subjects anymore, but I want to see that as part of school. So it's like, it's mandatory and you learn about that and, and about kindness and acceptance and all that kind of stuff rather than a separate place for it. But I think that sounds great. Yeah. Lots of you also recommended that we listen to the maintenance phase podcast episode about fat camp. So we're definitely going to be checking that out. Um, I've had a lot of people recommend that podcast to me. I'll say it again, maintenance phase, brilliant podcast. You're a big fan, aren't you, Lauren? Um, so yeah, we'll definitely check it oh out. Oh my God. I love maintenance phase. Yeah. Love maintenance phase. And we're hoping that we can get Aubrey, the host on Go Love Yourself as well. Yay. I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. That'll be brilliant. Also, we want to hear more about your experiences. So anybody that did experience some form of fat camp, and we're saying fat camp in the very general term there, whatever it was called for you, you know, if you'd be interested and tell us a bit more about your story, potentially even coming on the podcast and talking to Laura and I, we'd love to hear from you. So send an email to golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk and tell us a little bit more about your experiences with fat camps. Oh my goodness. You can also find us on Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod or on our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate all of your support and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.